Welcome to the Chosen Girl Podcast, where we believe you are made for more and you have purpose. Hi guys, welcome back to Chosen Girls Tell Me About It. We're so glad that you joined us for another week of our podcast and video series. I'm Liz. I'm Alexis. And this week we're talking about obedience. From wherever you're listening, we're so glad that you're here and we're going to dive into something that I think we can all have a little bit more of, especially when it comes to obedience from the Lord. Um, So I have my dear friend Alexis. So Alexis, why don't you introduce us to those who are watching and those who are joining us for the first time. So hi, I'm Alexis. Um, Me and Liz have been doing a ministry together for like a year now. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how we met. Um, We just, she's the best. You guys, I don't know if you know her, you might know her, but she's literally the best. I can't say anything more about her. She's just incredible. So she teaches me obedience all the time. Oh my You do. It's true. Well, I'm so glad and honored that you're here to share your story and like how God has impacted your life over the last year and the lessons that you've learned and that hopefully (laughs) somebody who's listening can hear this and not only just learn from it, but maybe feel like that they're not in this alone or that these lessons are not just um, for one person only because we all know that there's a lot of lessons that we all have to learn, but it's so much easier when we go through them with somebody else. So um, why don't you tell us about a time in your life... um, when God really taught you obedience? So, right, last year, um, I'm married, I have a husband, he's great. Um, I had this job that I've had for seven years. Um, When I turned 18, I got this job at a record label in Nashville and loved it, loved the people. Um, The ministry was amazing. We did great things, just can't say more than it was amazing. God put me there. And then one night, it was like a Friday night, the Lord just said I had to quit. That was it. It was time to quit the job. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. For one, my husband just went full-time freelance video. And I was the one that was going to be like our, our steady money just so that he could run after that dream. And we were really excited about that. And that had just happened three weeks prior. So now the Lord's telling me to quit my job after my husband just quit his. And I felt very nervous about that. But when I told him, he felt a lot of peace with it. Obviously, you don't make these decisions if everyone doesn't have peace. (laughs) Um, It's great to have lots of counsel, parents, friends who trust the Lord to really listen um, for you and with you, because that's a big decision. But um, I talked to several different people, and everyone had peace about it, and I had peace even though I was manic. Yes. You know that feeling? Yeah. Like, I don't know how this is going to work, and I'm freaking out, but there's this under layer of peace that's just holding me in all of it. So I went in Monday morning, and my boss, um, we all kind of shared a workspace, and he was like, hey, how are you this morning? I was like, not good. Not good. And I have to tell you, I have to quit my job. I, th- this is my two weeks notice. I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I can work remotely after that, but the Lord says I'm no longer in this office. And he was a little dumbfounded, but he follows the Lord too, and he had peace with it and stuff, and I worked a little bit helping them transition after that. But... Um, all of that came down to, I just needed time for seven years. I'd kind of been the go-to at the office and I wouldn't let myself rest or relax. And, um, some things happened in my family. My parents divorced a lot of things that I was trying to hold up. I was trying to be the savior of the situation and I needed a break Yeah. or I was going to break. Yeah. And I had no idea until the Lord just said, you have to quit. 
you have to stop now and learn how to rest before you just completely burn out. You can't do anything anymore because your brain will be fried, your emotions, you'll be, you'll just have so much baggage, you'll be jaded. Um, and so much has come out of that, yeah. that season. That was a year ago. Wow. I feel like a totally different person. Yeah, it doesn't even seem like it was that long ago. I know. But I remember telling everybody about it. I was like, yeah. guys, I quit my job. <laughs> it was so unexpected. You're like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> but it was at a really interesting time within our small group because yeah. everybody was going through transitional times with their jobs. Mm-hmm. I think at the time there was probably in our group of like 15 oh, girls, yeah. six of us were transitioning for a job. I was mm-hmm. interviewing for a new job in a different state. And so were multiple of us. So like quitting jobs, gaining mm-hmm. jobs, changing positions. So it came at a really opportune time. Um, yeah. And I, I was really glad that we were all in that community together of that changing part of our lives. Sure. So what has been the greatest lesson that you learned through that experience? Probably that um, I don't know me. <laughs> wow. You know, that's why we need the Lord to tell us what we need and trust that he's carrying us through. You may think you need a paycheck more than you need to rest, but that might not be the case. Wow. Um, and sometimes you might have to get up when you don't want to, and that might be the, the case. Yeah. You just listening and trusting what he has, it changes everything. And I've learned that a lot from my husband because he's really good about, um, the moment the Lord tells him something, he just does it and he doesn't think anything else about it, which is just crazy to me mm-hmm. because I have to process everything and think about it and, you know. Like get second confirmation. Weigh it out. Make sure, yeah. yeah. Second confirmation, third, call everyone, make sure. But um, if if you're just jumping right in, he usually tells you right when you need to do it. Yeah. So he knows the timing. He knows when you need to be where. He knows before you're going to break or before, you know, all the opportunities. He knows it all. So just trusting that he knows me better than I know me. Or better than I know my husband or our job situation or anything. Because if you would have told me a year ago, what is this? Yes, almost exactly a year ago that both of us quit our jobs and we were just renting this little apartment for way too much money. That we would have bought a house by this time this year and everything would be different and we would feel so much more peace. And the Lord would have brought us through so much healing in that time. I would have told you you were nuts. Yeah. Because I didn't see how that was possible because I thought it all had to come from me. But just being obedient, that's your responsibility right. to him. And he just carries you on right on through. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like doubt can get in the way oh, of yeah. putting that full trust of being obedient. It's just like, well, either I'm undeserving of the love or whatever you're bringing my way. Or I yeah. can't. Sometimes you're just like, I don't trust yes. what's your, that you have, that you know what's best. Um, like you always trust that the Lord has my best interest at heart, but sometimes you're just like, I trust you, but it's like being on a trapeze, but you're like, I still gonna need that net underneath. Mm -hmm. So um, so I can imagine that that was really interesting and like an interesting time for you and Carson both. Yes. So what was Carson's reaction? And like, how was he during this process? Since you're, you know, you're married, you're in this together. Yeah, we've been married a year and a half um, and we're creatives, I would say. Probably, yeah, that's what category we would fall into. So um, that kind of liquid lifestyle, I guess you could call it, you know, um, was normal anyway. But that's why we were so excited about me having a steady job that paid like 
you know, the things that have to be paid and can't be skipped for a month. Mm -hmm. So just in case, you know, freelancing, it'll be 30 days sometimes before you get paid. And sometimes it could be 90 because people just don't pay attention to their booking. Who knows? But um, he was really peaceful. And I even was like, well, maybe I'll just get like a little part-time job that's no responsibility and I won't take anything on, you know, because obviously as like I'm telling the story, you can tell like I take things. I'm like, I'll do that and I'll do that and that. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like, I'll just get a job at like Target for a little bit, you know, that's restful, right? And, and I'll just have something to do and something and he wouldn't let me. So his reaction was keeping me obedient. Yeah. He was like, the Lord told you to do this very specific thing. Who, what kind of husband would I be if I let you step out of that? Yeah. Just because, you know, you're a little worried about money or a little worried about your time or something like that. Wow. So he was really good about it. And then he um, called his, his parents are pastors and he called them and asked for a counselor or someone that I could talk to that was kind of outside of my mm -hmm. realm. Um, who I could just talk through, like my parents' divorce, how I was like trying to hold up my whole family. Um, my sister had just been through a divorce. It was like everything was falling apart wow. right in front of me. Um, and so he really pushed me to heal through it mm -hmm. and be okay with not being okay. Wow. Which is perfect because that yeah. was the, what just re was released today mm -hmm. on the day that we're shooting this video. But um that's such a real thing because there's we all experience a moment when we're not okay. Yeah. And I feel like so often we have this pressure to feel like we have to hold up everything. Yes. Um, and carry burdens that are not ours to even carry. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, yeah. I love that Carson led you in that way. Mm -hmm. um, so when you mentioned something that you were, that you reached out to like a counselor, what was yeah. that process like? How did that help you? And um, how did that reflect the obedience that you were leaning into in that moment? It just helped me keep pushing forward because sometimes in obedience mm -hmm. you might stall or stand still and you need someone to push you forward and sometimes well I can't speak for every marriage or every relationship but maybe sometimes when it's a more difficult situation it might not need to be the person that lives with you yeah that's constantly nag not nagging but it would feel like nagging yes so for us, it was very healthy to have that third party that I could trust, mm -hmm. that I knew I could say anything to, and she wasn't going to tell anyone or she wasn't judging me by it. She mm -hmm. was just walking me through with the Holy Spirit to a healing, yeah. to like that her whole thing was to take me through to Shalom, that mm -hmm. peace that is just passes all understanding and it's, it's the completeness. Mm -hmm. And so we went through a lot of different things. We went through things I believed when I was younger to older. We just like, you know, all, the whole lifespan. Um, but we took nine months yeah. to dig wow. in every week. We would dig in and she was on the phone because she's not from Nashville. But um, it was great. Wow. It was incredible to be able to be that raw with someone mm -hmm. and have her really pushing me. She would give me homework every week. I have like a little journal that I wrote all of this down in all of the healing process, but how I would give up control and she would keep me accountable for right. keeping my hands open yeah, and that sort of thing. So it was incredible. I, I mean, the Lord can do anything, but yes. there is a reason he puts people in your lives Amen. and it would not have been that seamless, I believe, without someone like her. Right. Oh, I'm a big that. advocate for counselors. <laughs> no, it's a wonderful thing. I think it, it's so important because... 
whether they're a professional counselor or they're just someone in your life, everybody yeah. needs somebody that they can go to and be honest and real and raw with. And yeah. yet that's also going to be honest and real and raw back. Yes. Um, cause sometimes that can be really hard to receive that honesty. And I feel like yeah. there are times in our lives when we're trying to be obedient, but we're also afraid of being obedient in the sense of when God says, I need you to seek counsel in this, but you don't seek counsel from the right people who are going to say something that might feel hurtful back yep. just because it might be a, an ugly, honest truth. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love that you sought that you sought counsel from Carson's parents, yeah. and but you followed through with it, and that she was someone to keep you accountable. Mm -hmm. So in this time, you mentioned a lot about how you were how to surrender yes. um, a lot of things, your control over your finances, mm -hmm. control over your daily life. I mean, you stopped work, yeah. and so you were at home. And so what are you doing during this time? So when you were like, what role did surrender and honesty like play during this season, it and was, how does it impact you now? It was everything, even down to the way I would worship. Mm -hmm. I love worship. It's like the way my heart beats. So I, but I didn't know how because I was controlling worship. Wow. I wasn't even letting the Holy Spirit, like I thought I was letting him come in, but I wasn't because I would wake up in the morning and say, this is what quiet time has to look like. And once it's done, once all the points are done, then it's over. But I wasn't even giving him any control of that time, mm -hmm. except for, you know, the 10 minute listening time or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it taught me things like when you don't have any type of schedule or anything to do for a long, long time, mm -hmm. it can be daunting. So I just prayed and I was asking him, you know, since I've, you've asked me to give you this time, I know I'm not supposed to just lay around. Right. What am I supposed to do? And there would be different days when he would say, I need to learn how to rest. Like mm -hmm. I need to not feel guilty for going to lay at the pool and just listening to a podcast. Yeah. Because I wouldn't let myself do that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I really had to surrender what people thought about me. Mm -hmm. um, parents, what I thought they would think about me. Or what I thought just anyone would think about me quitting my job. A good job that paid, you know, mm -hmm. just out of the blue for really no reason. Yeah. So a lot of surrender was shame or any guilt for worrying about bills and my responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um but that was that was the main thing probably was what people would think about me mm -hmm. and then my time yeah so I would just get up in the morning and I would ask the Lord what what is today supposed to look like and wow. some days like I said it would be going and laying out by the pool and not feeling guilty for doing that on a Wednesday it was great mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then some days he would literally just be in my house with me and he would just say like just be here and let me guide you through what today's gonna look like in worship. Yeah. So I would just kind of have my Bible sitting beside me and he would lead me through different scriptures or lead me through like, and now pray through this and now worship this and now go back to the scripture. And it was just kind of fluid, mm -hmm. which I had never let him do before. Wow. So that was really beautiful and watching how he would guide my schedule, my time, like with our girls, with our small group, mm -hmm. I was able to spend a lot more time with everyone just day to day and um, them feeding into me, me feeding into them, that sort of thing. Lots of nails. <laughs> um, no, just stuff like that. Um, it was great. The surrender mm -hmm. was a beautiful part of it. And the honesty, yes. you hit on honesty, that was huge for me because I was not honest in mm -hmm. a lot of areas of my life. 
Wow. Okay. I and if you're not honest, you're lying. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's no really middle ground in that. It's like yeah. you're either telling the truth or you're not. But I wasn't telling the truth when it was too much, when mm-hmm. things were too much. I wasn't telling the truth when I couldn't handle something mm-hmm. or um, saying no, that sort of thing to situations. I had boundary issues, basically. Um, but I just wasn't telling the truth and I wasn't being honest with my own emotions. Mm-hmm. And being able to give up what people thought about me even in those areas was huge wow and being able to be obedient with the lord and trust him with my emotions or with my nose Mm -hmm. that someone else would pick up what i couldn't handle yes that was huge and that was something i needed to learn because i was the person that i'd see you know a hundred blocks that need to be carried and i could only carry five and there's, you know, 10 people over there, but I won't ask them because I'm worried that they're eating lunch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, I just, I had some irrational things going on in my mind that the Lord had to teach me mm-hmm. to get out of. Yeah. And it was exciting and scary. And even, especially with money, it was terrifying. I still to this day don't know how all those bills got paid, but they did. They all got paid. Wow. And it was like friends mm-hmm. who, we didn't tell our, many friends really what was going on Mm -hmm. because we didn't want to ask for money or anything. We Mm -hmm. wanted to leave it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, But we would have people randomly just be like, hey, I just felt like I was supposed to give you, you know, $800, which is very random. And it would be on the day of rent. Stuff like that that Mm -hmm. just kept happening over and over and every bill got paid. Wow, for nine months. Every single one, nine months. Look at God. Won't he do it? He will. Every time. And he'll do it better than you even imagined. Girl, say it again. (laughs) He'll do it better than you even imagined. (laughs) No, it was so good. Wow. I love that. So what is some advice that you would give to somebody who in this moment is struggling with surrender and being honest with themselves or or receiving that honesty from the Lord? It's scary. Like, I... I just want to validate that if you're in that place, it is scary and it is hard. But now on the other side of it, once you get through that path, you're blazing that path for the other people that you're leading, for your family, for your friends. And then the next people that have to walk through being honest or have to walk through surrender, obedience, you get to go, come on, I've already done this and it's going to be okay because there's already a path there now. And it's so worth it yeah. because the Lord has opened so many doors now for me to be able to talk people through obedience, talk them through a new phase of life or just whatever the Lord decides that I need to talk them through. But mm-hmm. um, it's so worth it and you should just do it. It's scary, but it's going to remain scary until you take that leap. That's I think is so what good. I said. That's very true. Um, so what is, how is one way that the Lord revealed to you an example of integrity throughout this whole process? Because this is, yeah. I can't imagine what it felt like going through this. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But what example of integrity did he give you? And how did he show you how you can mirror that in your life? Yeah. So he, I was telling Liz the other, other day over lunch, I felt like the Lord just picked our finances to say he was going to teach me just complete integrity with finances like don't spend what you don't have which seems simple until the lord starts showing you things and i felt like every day there was a magnifying glass that kept coming out and it was like but what about that what what about that and um that was not fun but now it is now that everything is integral and um just 
so peaceful. Mm -hmm. But I was reading um, about Abraham, and I think, yes, I got it. And let's see, it's 14, Genesis 14, 22. Let's see. Yes, so it talks about how Abram, before he's Abraham, mm -hmm. he won't accept anything from anyone who isn't from the Lord. So there are different, I'm not going to go th through the whole thing reading it, but um, you can go and read 14. But it just talks about how the Lord had to show him that he could not accept things from countries who basically had idols, worshipped idols, because you're partnering with them. Mm -hmm. So it was just a really beautiful way for the Lord as we became freelancers to show us to keep integrity in the people that we work with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we fill in the blank. If we're not supposed to work with someone, then we're not supposed to work with them. Mm -hmm. um, but he just really showed me with Abram that there was a huge thing that was about to happen and he was going to be given a lot of money and he refused it mm -hmm. from the king of Sodom because that was just a sinful city and he could not partner with them and the Lord bless him. Right. And so in order to be able to guard finances, guard what the Lord was teaching us, we just had to say we would only be able to work with what the Lord blessed. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge thing to learn because as you look around, there's a lot of things maybe the Lord hasn't blessed mm -hmm. that are very tempting to work with when you're seeing your bank account dwindling and you yeah. need that money. But each time we turned something down or um, maybe didn't turn something down because it was less money, because it was a, for a good cause or something, mm -hmm. the Lord constantly blessed constantly continued paying our wow. bills every single time and that was a huge verse that just taught me so much mm -hmm. that i'd never seen that before right like you don't really pay attention to scripture sometimes until it makes sense yes. to you and your life that's very true and turning down money from someone when you need it mm-hmm oh huge like you never heard of that yeah we don't do that right exactly you accept any gift yes yeah wow. so i would say genesis 14 22, that was a huge one for me. Wow. I can, I'm just like in almost shock and just like, oh, like I can't imagine being in that moment and making that, that decision. That takes yeah. a lot of discernment, but most importantly, that takes a lot of obedience. Yeah. Because that's really hard, especially I feel like in so many areas of our lives, the world tells you to behave one way that you always accept. If it's free, mm -hmm. you accept it. doesn't matter what it is. Right. And yeah. yet the Lord is saying, no, your discernment matters even when it's when there's it comes at no cost to you. Mm -hmm. um, which kind of is really interesting when we talk about the gift of salvation, that yeah. that's a free gift. And yet we feel so, um, not everybody, but you know, sometimes we feel like we can pick it or choose it or not. Or, you know, right. it's just like whatever yeah like you know but then we want to talk about um we accept every other gift freely mm -hmm. and just like well i don't care what it is i want it except yeah. for that one the right. one of eternal life like what what um so that's just that's really i love that you that you brought that up um in your in your current life right now so like your your past this you just said you bought a house which yes. is amazing <laughs> like who would have thought how are you um what does that obedience look like now that you're not going through the same things you were a year ago yeah. um, for you and Carson both. It looks still the same in ways that maybe the Lord will tell you to do something that is not normal mm -hmm. or um, you just don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like Liz knows our house buying process was crazy. Why don't, would you mind sharing yes. this a little bit? <laughs> yeah. So 
I think it was December or November mm -hmm. when we started looking at houses and right now it's June. Um, and we just got into the house three weeks ago. So that should tell you how long of a process this was. Our realtor, we had the same realtor, me and Liz. Liz just bought a house too, so it's very exciting. Um, but the realtor told her she, he's never had anybody have such complications as me and my husband. So that was encouraging. But <laughs> we had a house that we were like, oh my goodness, this is our home, this is it. We would go into it all the time and just pray over it. It had this yard, I was gonna plant a lemon tree. It was all the things, like we were dreaming about it. And then we got up to five days before mm -hmm. we were supposed to close on it. And some things started getting a little shaky. And we just went over to the house and started praying again. And we asked the Lord to bring any truth out about the house that needed to come out. And my husband opened up this closet. There was a giant hole that led to the crawl space that wasn't in any inspection, wasn't in anything, which is kind of strange. Like a snake or something could come in my house. That would be horrible. Yeah. Imagine seeing the snake in your home. <laughs> I can't even handle spiders. Or like a rat. I don't know. Something from the crawl space. Probably just spiders, but my worst fears were mm -hmm. acting. I understand. So I was just, we were like, okay, that's definitely bad. Um, and then all these things came out about the foundation, all kinds of stuff. And after finding all of those things that were not on the inspection, they ended up adding $8,000 more on top of our down payment last like, two days before. Wow. Yeah. And so Carson and I, after having everybody walk down this whole path, we're freelancers, so his parents co-signed for us since we're, you know, they say we don't have jobs even though we're freelancers. But um, we had taken everybody through this whole ride and the Lord was like, that's not your house. It's not your house. Yeah. So we told them we didn't want it anymore. And one day later, we found our basically dream house, perfect house. And it was for the same amount of money for no issues. This one was gonna be 7,000 or 17,000 when we first moved in, the first one, just to make it livable, because we wanted to flip it. But this one needed no work, it's just cosmetic. Mm -hmm. And less than the first one. Wow. And so now we're in it, and the incredible thing is that it took us three months to get everything in order finances-wise with the um, lending company, because mm -hmm. it was just, I don't know, like you said, it was the most difficult situation in the world. Shouldn't have been, but whatever. <laughs> um, but the company that owned our current home was an investment company, mm -hmm. and they told us that there's no way they would have waited that long mm -hmm. for us to get everything in order wow. and for the lender to get everything in order. So okay, by that God. time, Everything was finished in 15 days after we found this next house because the Lord had already been working. He knew that it needed to be done before mm -hmm. we found this home. And our current home had only been on the market for like three or four days. So it all Look worked at out. God. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like, yeah. But wow. it was very, very tempting with our old house to be like, well, we can just put the extra money on and just buy it mm -hmm. because we've already brought everybody this far right. and it's embarrassing to just get to the end and be like no never mind I don't want this house mm -hmm. um, but the Lord knows better he knows better than you amen yeah so I feel like day to day it just looks different yeah whatever he says that's what it looks like no, you're right that's wow that's beautiful that he he's watching he controls all the, the mm -hmm. big things the little things yeah and everything in between and yet still we struggle to trust him and put our full faith. Mm -hmm. um, so the last question that I have for you is, what advice would you give to somebody who's struggling with obedience? Yeah, just do it. 
just do it because it's worth it and you're gonna find so much more about yourself about your friends about who are your true friends that kind of thing you're gonna learn so much more in one step of obedience than when you just sit still and if you want to grow if you want to go anywhere towards what God has called you to do you just have to take that step and it's going to be worth it every single time and like I said earlier it's gonna be scary probably but you can do it. I believe in you. So just do it. Just do it and stay in the word and just um, tell the Lord when you're scared. Be honest with him. This is really scaring me and I don't like it and I don't want to do it. But I'm going to because you told me to. That's what I said a lot. That's okay. <laughs> God, does, He's yeah. not intimidated by that. He didn't care. Yeah. He was like, good job. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so yeah, just do it and know that um, people are rooting for you. And everyone wants you like good Christian people who love you mm -hmm. want you to push forward in your obedience because it's only going to give you rewards and blessing. Amen. Alexis, thank you so much for coming on. Tell me about it today. Thanks for if having you're me. listening or you're watching, thank you guys so much for joining us for another week. We can't wait to see you next week. Be sure to tag us in, on social media. If you're wearing our merch, we want to celebrate you. If you have prayer requests, let us know. We want to pray with you and for you. Um, we love you and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. Remember to subscribe to Weekly Encouragement at thechosengirl.com. Now go out and live that chosen life in him, friends. We'll meet back here next week.